Hey, this is Rodney Gage. I'm the pastor of Rethink Life Church in Orlando, Florida, and this is our podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out today. I hope it encourages and inspires you to live with a new perspective, make better choices, and have a greater impact with your life. Here's today's message. Hey everybody, welcome to Rethink Life Church. Thank you for joining us on the line today. Hey, we're in part two of a series of messages we're calling Family Matters. And today I wanna talk with you specifically about family values. Because if there was ever a time that family values matter, it is now. In fact, I'd be safe to say if you consider yourself to be a follower of Jesus Christ, in other words, you're a Christian, then you need to know that your beliefs and your values and your freedoms are being challenged more so than any other time perhaps in history. And so if there was ever a time for us to get our arms around really this issue of family values and how it affects our lives, how it affects our marriages, and ultimately how it affects our families, it's very important for us to fully understand that the voices in the outside world can never be louder than the voices inside of our homes. And sadly and unfortunately, according to some of the research that has been done, the voices of our culture today seem to be screaming louder than the voices inside of our homes. In fact, let me put it to you this way. George Barna, who does a lot of research, uh, especially as it relates to the church and um, especially cultural issues that are facing the church, specifically facing Christians, Here's what he discovered. Most children under the age of 12, okay, listen to this, are considered to be biblically illiterate. In other words, they don't even know the basic themes or really even the basic stories of the Bible. Only 36% of adolescents, better known as teenagers, fully believe that the Bible is accurate in all of the principles it teaches. Not even half of our young people, which is 46%, state that their religious faith is very important to their lives. And only 4% of Generation Z, and those are individuals who are born between the years of 1999 and 2015. And chances are you probably have, if you're a parent, maybe some Gen Zs living in, under your roof there in your own house. But only 4% of Generation Z claims to have a biblical worldview. They represent the largest and most diverse generation in American history. And here's what's interesting. They are also the first post-Christian generation of our time. In fact, Gen Z's defining causes, which are driven by their behavior, ready for this, is human equality. Words like inclusion, equality, tolerance, and justice are just a few of the values that define this generation known as Generation Z. They make up of about 70 million individuals in our country today. And here's what really breaks my heart. And my heart is, I'm sure, just like you, if you're a parent, and we see it, we're, we're being exposed to it now more than ever. 
But for the first time, it is a generation that no longer believes in moral absolutes. In other words, when it comes to the issues of what they believe, they no longer really believe that an objective standard for right and wrong even exists. As far as they are concerned, truth is relative. Truth is subjective. In other words, truth is fluid. And so with that in mind, man alive, if there was ever time in our nation's history where in many ways it kind of parallels with what took place thousands of years ago during a season or a period in Israel's history, it's right now. In fact, in Judges chapter 17, verse 6, it says it this way, In those days there was no king in Israel. In other words, there was not a spiritual and moral leader that was leading at the time. And as a result, here were the consequences. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And I don't know about you. I have no idea maybe where you stand on a lot of these issues. And I realize that maybe you're watching today and maybe you're new to church or maybe you stumbled across this, you know, this message today. And, you know, and, and, and maybe these are some things that maybe in your heart you're trying to figure out. Maybe there's some things that, that maybe you have embraced as it relates to the ideas or the philosophies you know, or the belief or value system of our current culture. Maybe it's influenced a lot in the way that you think and ultimately the way that you feel that has influenced some of the decisions that perhaps you've made. But here's my prayer. Here's my prayer for you. Here's my prayer for those of you who obviously are married, who may have children, you know, as parents. In fact, it's a similar prayer that uh, a psalmist by the name of Asaph. He was actually a member of the Levites and he was actually one who sang in the house of God. And he wrote this psalm in Psalm 78 verses one through seven. And I love this. He says, Oh, my people, listen to my instructions. Open your ears to what I am saying. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past stories we have heard and known stories our ancestors handed down to us. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children so the next generation might know them, even the children not yet born. And they in turn will teach their own children. So each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commandments. Isn't that powerful? Man, if there was ever a time, once again, we need to embrace the spiritual and the moral values of God's unchanging, unshakable truth. Man, it's now. And I know we're fighting a cultural battle. And I know it's a challenge because, again, our, our beliefs and our values and even our freedoms are being challenged more than ever. So why is it important that we actually not just believe when it comes to the biblical values of what God's word teaches, but, but what is it that we should pass down to our children, to our grandchildren, 
to the next generation? How can we help them avoid perhaps some of the pitfalls, some of the the challenges, and ultimately some of the hurts and disappointments that unfortunately will ultimately be experienced if they continue to make choices that ultimately are not in alignment with God's plans and God's purposes for each of our lives. Well, here's the reason why values are so vitally important. And it's because our beliefs determine our behavior. And we'll repeat that again. Our beliefs determine our behavior. And let me try to prove it to you the best that I know how when it comes to explaining what I'm referring to. Now, if you're driving down the road, please don't participate, okay? But if you're sitting at home, uh, you're in a stationary place right now. Maybe you're you're watching on your phone or your iPad, or maybe you're you know in front of a computer screen. But regardless of where you're watching, here's what I want you to do. Again, if you're if you're driving, don't do this, okay? But if you're not driving, I want you to stand up wherever you are, okay? Just stand to your feet. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to close your eyes, okay? Stand up and close your eyes. And then I want you to get your index finger and to the best of your ability, okay? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to point your finger in the direction that you feel, okay, is true north, okay? So just do the best you can based on what you feel is right when it comes to pointing your finger in the direction of what would be considered true north. Now think about think about what you're doing. Go ahead and open up your eyes and look at where you are pointing. Because chances are, if you just pointed in the direction that felt right to you, well, I don't know whether you're pointing in the, in the direction of true north or not. But here's the point I want to make today because this is the idea that is being embraced by our current culture, and that is this. The belief is, is that it doesn't really matter what direction we're pointing, because if we feel that the direction that we're pointing represents our true north, in other words, if we think and we feel that where we're pointing is actually the right way to point that represents true north? Well, it doesn't really matter whether it's right or wrong. The issue is if that's what we feel, then therefore that must be right. And sadly and unfortunately, that is the subjective truth, the fluid truth that is happening in our culture today. In other words, we will make decisions based on what we feel is right or true for us. In other words, the mindset is, hey, just own your own truth. You just be true to you. You embrace how you feel because your feelings is ultimately going to determine, listen, what is right and what is true for you. Well, that sounds good, but unfortunately, that is a subtle trap that many find themselves falling into. And the reason why it's a trap is simply because, listen, our our beliefs determine our behavior. So what ends up happening is, is we end up embracing maybe a series of decisions or choices 
that end up taking us in a direction that God never intended for us to go. And therefore, many end up experiencing the hurt and the disappointment, the pain, the confusion that often comes by doing what is right in our own eyes, by doing what we feel is true for us. So here's the problem. The problem is, is the or maybe the question is, are the decisions that we're making, are the choices that we believe are true for us, do they actually line up with the nature and the character of who God is. You see, today, I believe that every family ends up somewhere, but few families end up somewhere on purpose. And so I think it's important for us to really rethink, if you will, our beliefs, our value system, and ultimately what we are standing on and what we are standing for in our marriage, in our home, in our family relationships. Because again, if we're not careful, the voices of the outside world, today's culture, can be louder than the voices inside of our home. And God wants us to allow the voices of influence in our homes to shape the beliefs, to shape the values, to help prepare and lay a strong, unshakable spiritual and moral foundation so that our children are not living their lives based on lies that the culture is trying to lure them into, but ultimately they're being shaped by the unchanging and unshakable truth of God's word. So with that said, here are three things that I want to challenge you to do when it comes to, I believe, what every family, every couple must do. And, and by the way, this is really building on what we talked about last week. So if you missed part one, can I just encourage you to go back and also watch part one? Because we talked about the importance of getting a, a vision for your future and getting a vision specifically when it comes to your marriage and your family relationships, because we have to start with the end in mind. We can have the best of intentions, but at the end of the day, we got to have a sense of direction of where we're going. But the second thing is what we're talking about today, and that is knowing what we believe and why we believe it so that we have those values that help shape and help guide and lead us into the direction that God ultimately wants to take us. So here's what we have to do. Number one is this, if you take a notes, and that is we got to decide the source of our beliefs. We got to decide the source of our beliefs. Remember, our beliefs determine our behavior. In other words, I believe that every individual, every couple, every family ultimately needs to decide who and what is going to determine our beliefs. Well, can I just encourage you today that whatever you do, do as Solomon said in Proverbs 4, verse 23, because he said, guard your heart above all else. Why? Because it determines the course of your life. You see, our minds will justify what our hearts believe. And this is the subtle trap that I was referring to a few moments ago. So therefore, if we believe in our hearts the lies of our present culture today, where truth is all relative, it's subjective, it's fluid, you know, there's really no objective standard for right and wrong. Hey, if we feel a certain way and we feel that certain things are right to us, 
Well, here's the issue. The problem with that is that those lies that can fill our heart, suddenly our minds begin to justify the choices and the decisions that we begin making. And the big question, once again, is are those choices, do they reflect the nature and the character of who God is? Are they consistent with the principles and the precepts of God's Word? I love what Psalm 15 verses 1 through 5 says. It says, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live in your holy mountain? The one whose walk is blameless, who does, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person, but honors those who fear the Lord who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent. Whoever does these things, notice carefully, will never be shaken. These verses or these words were actually spoken by King David himself. And I want you to notice, notice the values that David mentioned in that passage. What did he, what did he speak of? He, because he valued truth, listen to this, his words reflected the truth from his heart. Because he valued kindness, he does his neighbor no harm. And because he valued honesty, he keeps a promise even when it hurts. Notice, because he valued justice, He accepted no bribe against the innocent. And notice what the outcome was. Notice because of his beliefs and his values that were rooted in truth, that were also consistent consistent with the nature and character of who God truly is, notice the outcome. Whoever does these things will never be shaken. So when we build our lives on the truth of God's word, when we build our lives around the spiritual and moral values of God's word and his principles, which are there intentionally to act as guardrails and guidelines to help lead us into truth and to lead us in a way that actually protects us because God's plans and purposes are far greater than anything that our current culture can ever compete with. So here's the thing. The scripture says it this way. When we build our lives on the truth of God's word, I'm here to tell you there are tremendous blessings and benefits that come with that. And my prayer for you, my prayer for you, listen, it doesn't matter whether you've grown up in church or not. Because if you haven't grown up in church, well, maybe you've never had anybody to help you maybe see from this perspective, to see with spiritual eyes and to hear with spiritual ears and to to open up your heart, not to the lies, but open up your heart to the truth of God's word. And here's the thing. It's one thing to read God's word. It's another thing to get God's word inside of you. In other words, let the truth of God's word penetrate deep in your heart. I love what the scripture says in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. It says, all scripture is inspired by God. In other words, it's God's revelation to us. 
So all scripture is inspired by God and it is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. So let that be an encouragement to you. Because if you're living in a place right now of maybe spiritual and moral confusion, if you're confused by all the voices of our current society and culture that is speaking into our lives, that we see through the television screens and the computer screens and the phone screens that we are inundated with each and every day, if we're not careful, listen, we can allow those voices and we can allow those messages which oftentimes are not consistent with the truth of God's word to seep into our hearts. We got to replace those lies with the truth of God's word. And that is the reason why we got to decide the source of our beliefs. Are we going to base our beliefs on what the, the things of the world values and what the world sees as important and what the world promises? Or are we going to base our beliefs on the unchanging, unshakable truth of the word of God. You can't go wrong. Why? Because the outcome is your life, listen to this, will be blessed. Your life will be protected. You'll be under the covering and the umbrella of God's provision and blessings and protection for your life and your marriage and your kids and your family, your friendships, your relationships. Listen, you can't go wrong by following God's plan and purpose for your life. The second thing that we have to do when it comes to family values is that we got to determine the values that are most important to us, which leads me to the definition of values, because you may be thinking, well, what exactly are values? Let me tell you what basically the values are that we all need to figure out on our own when it comes to what is the most important. And that is really coming down to that to that decision in our heart of saying, you know what, these specific things are really what is most important to us as a couple, what's most important as an individual, what's most important to us as a family. And what I would highly encourage you to do is maybe gather together as a family, uh, maybe just have a family night, you know, family powwow over dinner and go around the table and ask one another, what is most important to you? What is the one thing that, that matters most to you? Let everybody just share. Let everybody talk. Another thing you could do, maybe as a couple, is share with one another what it is that means the most to you. In other words, what are the non-negotiables? What are those things that just in your heart of hearts greatly matters to you? Because the more you can share what those important values are, what principles and what priorities matter most or maybe convictions that matter most to you, what that does is it allows you to begin to identify some key character traits, some key values that's going to help shape and mold who you are becoming as a couple, as an individual, and ultimately as a family. Because whatever those values are, whatever those characteristics are, those traits, okay, Make sure that whatever they are, they matter to you and you come into an agreement that these things are going to be non-negotiable for us 
in our lives and in our marriage. You know, I think we have to come to that place where, honestly, this is something that my wife Michelle and I did from the very beginning. From the very beginning, we've been married for nearly 30 years. And from the very outset of our relationship and our marriage, here's what we came to an agreement upon. And that was God's values and God's priorities are gonna be our values and our priorities. In other words, what matters to God matters to us. What's important to God is important to us. So therefore, we're gonna base our decisions of what is most important upon what is most important in the eyes of God. And so we can't just lean on YouTube, okay? We can't just depend upon TikTok. We can't just depend upon, you know, all these other social media apps and platforms and, you know, all the stuff that's out there. We can't look to the government. We can't look to the educational system. We can't, you know, just buy into pop culture and, you know, in, in, in this fad and this trend and what's hot and what's not. We can't allow all of the moving pieces and the loud voices of our world to dictate to us what is most important. We have to decide in our heart of hearts that what is important to God is going to become important to us. What God values is what we are going to value as a couple and as a family. Listen, we got to change the narrative. We, we have to. Listen, as a parent, this is on you. Here's what Proverbs 22 verse 6 says. It says, dedicate your children to God and point them in the way that they should go. And the values that they've learned, notice from who? From you, who will be with them for life. This is so vitally, vitally important. Listen, if we don't teach our kids, if we don't instill these values into them, who will? I don't want YouTube teaching my kids what's right and what's wrong. I don't want YouTube or TikTok or some celebrity figure who's got some way out bogus ideas and beliefs, I don't want them to be louder than the voices of my wife and I to speak into the heart of our kids. Because I wanna make sure that what we're speaking into when it comes to the beliefs and the values and the truth from God's word, I want those things to be in alignment (coughs) and to be consistent with the things of God. So with that, here's what Deuteronomy 6, verses 6 through 9 says. It says, And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. And then notice, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home and when you're on the road and when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders and then write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gate. What is that saying? Moms and dads, listen, if you got kids, here's the most important thing that you can do. You got to live it. You got to talk it. You got to breathe it. Man, when you're waking up, when you're, when you're having lunch, listen, when you're having dinner, when you're walking around, when you're in the car, when you're hanging out, whatever it is that you're doing, allow those moments, those teachable moments, because trust me, you only have them for a short while. You gotta seize the moment. You can't wait. You can't allow somebody else to take 
that responsibility from you. You have got to take the initiative to invest into your kids' lives. You know how you spell love? It's spelled T-I-M-E. The best way you can love your kids is to invest time in teaching them and instructing them and coaching them and counseling them. Listen, we have to invest into their lives. Let me tell you something. I know a lot of parents today. And I'm, I'm speaking as a dad of three, okay? I know there's a lot of parents. They spend a lot of time, okay? They want to be cool with their kids. I'm going to tell you something. There comes a point when we got to stop being cool and we got to be a cop. In other words, there are just some things that we got to do to make sure that we are navigating our kids and we're protecting our kids, not being a helicopter parent. I'm not saying just smothering the death. What I'm saying is just being aware of what's going on in their world, where we take the initiative, where we are actually speaking into things that are right and things that are wrong. We are showing them, we are coaching them, we are consulting them in why things are right and why things are wrong. When my son Luke was 13 years of age, um, we have seven core values in our family that we set aside and said, these are the non-negotiables in our home. And these seven core values, uh, which we've outlined in uh, our book called Family Shift, and we'll be talking more about these even more specifically in our Facebook group, which I would invite you to be a part of. You can go to our Facebook page, like our page, and then join our group. It's called Friends and Family. We're going to be teaching, um, in just, and we're going to break this down in more detail. But here's the point I'm making. When he was 13 years of age, I asked uh, several men that um, I loved and respected, who I believed, who was a great example of living out what they said they believed, and I gave each of these seven men uh, one of the seven values that were important to us as a family. And I asked them if they would speak over Luke's life and speak into his life related to those specific values. And so we had a group of Luke's friends and uh, we went out to a, a place out in the country and we built a big fire and had a great time. And But at, towards the end of the evening, we had them all sit down and and then one by one, these men got up and spoke on things like loyalty and spoke on things like faith and spoke on things like generosity and spoke on things like character. And it was awesome to know that Luke was taking all of that in. And here was so, here's what was so powerful. He was hearing voices from other men who were reinforcements to the things that meant most to God and ultimately that would help shape his life. And I just believe there are opportunities. Listen, as, as mothers and daughters can have those opportunities, I know there are some of you who are single parents and you're thinking, well, I, we don't have a father figure in the home or you know, I don't have a mother figure in the home. Well, listen, that's why mentors are so important. There are other men and there are other women who are godly individuals who can speak on behalf of these things to help you. And so these are opportunities, once again, for us to help do all that we can to determine the values that are most important. And I'm gonna close with this, and that is number three. That is, we gotta create a value-driven culture. Listen to this, the average young person, the average child today, 
spends seven to 10 hours a day on their screens. And listen to this, less than three minutes a week in meaningful conversation with their father. Let me repeat that, seven to 10 hours a day on their screens in less than three minutes a week in meaningful conversation with their fathers. If we wanna create a value-driven culture, let me share with you how you build a value-driven culture. It's through relationships, it's through communication, and it's through shared values. When I'm talking about relationships, listen, I'm talking about having relationships with God and having relationships with each other. And by the way, parents, listen, rules without a relationship will only lead to rebellion. But listen to this, the rules along with relationships will cultivate respect and honor. So I just encourage you to invest in the relationships and then communication. You gotta create a safe place where people can communicate inside your home, where your kids can communicate. We can communicate with one another without being ridiculed or made fun of or, or, or cut down or criticized, where there's a safe and secure place in your home where everybody can communicate. And then the third thing is, is we gotta have that shared value. So we are living in alignment with the things that we say we believe and the things that are consistent with the truth of God's word. Listen, you can't teach this stuff. You got to first be the culture. Can't teach the culture. You got to be the culture first. My dad used to say it this way. The little monkey will always do what the big monkey does. And that's so true. Actions speak louder than words. So we got to back up what we say we believe by how we choose to live. Why? Because every family ends up somewhere. The question is, are you gonna end up somewhere on purpose? So that's my prayer. My prayer is that you will embrace what has been shared today and you will begin to think long and hard about what you're gonna base your beliefs on. And you're gonna think about the values that are non-negotiable for you that's gonna shape your home, shape your family, shape your relationships, and then ultimately decide in your heart, hey, let's be the family that's gonna honor God in every area of our lives. Let's create this kind of life-giving, value-driven culture so that generationally, we cannot just leave memories, but we can leave a legacy that's gonna have a domino effect on generations to come. I want us to bow our heads and close our eyes in a moment of prayer. And as we bow our heads and close our eyes for just a moment, can I just say that if you're watching this today, maybe you are a Christian and maybe you're single, maybe you're a young couple or maybe a single mom or single dad or maybe a blended family situation. Can I just encourage you today? Listen, spend some time reflecting on some of these truths and reflecting on really what is most important to you. Maybe you've drifted. Maybe you've taken some things for granted. Maybe, unfortunately, you've allowed the, the voices from the outside to be louder than the voices that you have been speaking from concerning these matters in your home. And maybe you just need to ask God for help, for guidance, for wisdom. Some of you watching today, maybe what's missing in your life, maybe the foundation of your life, your beliefs have not really been consistent with 
God's word. And the reason why is because maybe you don't have a relationship with God. And can I invite you today, right where you are, to step out in faith. Put your faith and your trust in the person of Jesus who died for you, who came back to life for you, who wants to forgive you, and listen, give you a life that's truly worth living for. Can I invite you to pray this prayer? You can say something like this. Just say, dear God, I confess to you that I am a sinner. And by faith, I believe in my heart that Jesus, you died on a cross and you came back to life. And today I'm inviting you into my heart to be my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. Hey, if you prayed that prayer just then, would you do me a huge favor, okay? Just text the number on the screen or you can click. If you're watching on our website, click that I Decided button or just click I Decided, or excuse me, type I Decided, text that text the, the words I Decided to that number on the screen and we wanna send you a little form that you can fill out in exchange. I wanna send you a booklet that would be a great source of help and encouragement to your life. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you for joining us. We can't wait for next week. Hopefully you can join us this week on our Facebook group as we continue to drill deeper and encourage one another because families really do matter. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, it would mean a great deal to us if you would consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. You can click on the share button, take a screenshot, and share it on your social stories. And be sure to tag us at Rethink Life Church. To learn more about our church, check out RethinkLife.com. Until next time, hey, we love you and believe the best is yet to come in your life.